Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. What motivates us to change? I mean, most of you know by now my story, right? It's my story where I hit rock bottom after divorce. And I just, I didn't know how to get out of that hole, that dark hole that I was in. But I don't think I ever told you what motivated me to go shopping that day. (laughs) I mean, I bought that red dress and that red dress did change that moment. But I'm going to backtrack here because what I'm about to tell you, if this thing didn't happen, where it kind of thrusted me into getting out of my house, going to that department store that day, I probably would be sitting here still in those oversized black clothes and perhaps even the nursing bras, sadly. Um, It was my mom. She had come to help me with the kids, you know, after everything happened. Because I literally, I couldn't even take care of myself, let alone my kids in that period of time. And after weeks of being with me and helping me, and she was so super helpful, she pulled me aside one day and she said, Kim, I got to go home. <laughs> just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I, it just, I just realized that that safety net was being pulled out from under me and I had to swim on my own. So my mom leaving that moment motivated me to change from being in that kind of victim and dependency mode. And it was enough to kick me in my butt that day. Now, I mean, my mom could have been a coach. It could have been a mentor, a friend. It didn't matter. But I needed something, an external motivator because I couldn't internally motivate myself. And as a therapist, I talk about this all the time, right? There's external motivators and there's internal motivators. And external motivators are ones that are outside of ourselves, that move us. And it could be of negative consequence, it can be something like to avoid pain, or it can be towards an award. Um, An internal motivator is something that we just are internally driven by. Like I know I love exercise. I don't have to have an external motivator to make me exercise because I truly enjoy it. Now I I do this all the time with my clients. In fact, the other day I kind of played hardball with her because she was not she was just wasn't following her exercise routine. We had come up with this whole plan and I knew that it would really empower her and help her with her self-esteem and everything that we talked about. And I said, look, cause she kept skipping her exercise. I said, I am not going to have my next coaching call with you if you skip any of your exercise classes. And she said, oh my God, Kim, you wouldn't. I said, oh, watch me. And so sure enough, we had our coaching call cause she said that she made every single class. She said, Kim, it totally worked. I said, what happened? She said, well, you know, Wednesday came around. I almost skipped my class and you were in my head. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm not going to be able to have my coaching call with Kim. And so it was an external motivator that kicked her in the butt to actually get her on the path to success. So with me today, I can't think of a better guest to talk about motivation and change is this guy I'm about to tell you about. Um, I just got to know him actually on his podcast. He's amazing. After spending a year at a dead end job with a foreclosed future, this guy created and adopted his famous always forward mindset and found a way and made a way 
from the impoverished backwoods of Western Pennsylvania to create a multi-million dollar company. And he has a best-selling book, Always Forward. I, I got to pick this up. Actually, I don't have it yet. He has been called a game plan for life by NBC's Tracy Forner. And his book is a product of the hard-won experience he earned as the top salesperson at a Fortune 500 company and later as the top producer for two consecutive years at the sixth largest insurance brokerage firm in the world. And since... February 2017. Bill has been a regular on the Steve Harvey show. Bill Woodich, welcome. I'm so honored to have yep. you. That is one of the greatest introductions that I've ever had. Can I just take you on the road with me so when I do talks, you can come up? With, yeah. <laughs> come on, you deserve it. You deserve all those accolades. I had so much fun on your show. I had to have you on mine. Well, I wanted to say this to you. You know that in Casablanca, there's a, fav there's a famous line that says, we'll always have Paris, right? Yeah, yeah. You and I will always have New York because I was in New York when I had you on the show and we had a great time. And it was unstoppable, which is by the name. Oh, <laughs> nice. Do you like that segue? Do you like how I did that? I'm loving your segues. Loving uh, I love it. Okay. Thank, so you. I have thank you for having me on the show. No, thank you. Thank you for being here. I was really super excited to talk about like change and motivation. And I mean, you have a story, I have a story, and hopefully we can, you know, share our stories to help motivate other people out there listening. But okay, so I do want to hear your story a little bit more. But as you're telling your story, I do have a question for you because uh, you guys have to go to his website. If you don't know Bill, it's billwoodich.com and he dresses impeccable. I don't think I actually like told you that when I saw you, but you do. And given what I do for a living, I approve. But I have a feeling that back in the days in Western Pennsylvania, you did not show up in the suit that you are in today. So I want to know like how you transitioned to even with your image. <laughs> well, you know, you, you talked about when you were talking about where you were when you said, I, I can't take this anymore. It's really a defining moment when you mm -hmm. said, you know, it's enough wearing this. You know, I'm not going to wear these clothes anymore. I'm going to I'm going to change my life. It's a defining moment for me. There's a lot of pain that comes before change. And wearing a corduroy suit that was wrinkled, only one suit my mother gave me after graduation. She gave me $200, a corduroy suit, and a tie that I couldn't cinch. <laughs> here, here I come, world. So, you know, showing up every day, you know, every day, Kim, with uh, the same suit, uh, people in my company started to say, people buy from you because they feel sorry for you. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> not how I want to be known. <laughs> I have a total visual on that right now. Oh my God. We should do a before and after picture. Like, yeah, if you have, can you dig those up? I would uh, love to know that. I got to get a fat suit, put about 30 more pounds on me, and we can shove, in, shove myself into, kind of spoon myself into the corduroy suit. <laughs> I got scuffed shoes, right? All scuffed up. Couldn't, you couldn't polish these shoes. And my brother used to have to tie my tie. And here's the worst part. You only had two Oxford white shirts and they no. never had enough money to go to the dry cleaner. So I put them through the wash. Uh, you know how they look. They kind of shrunk a little bit. Oh my God. Wait, and I didn't know you lost all that weight too on top oh, yeah. of it. Uh, I was on a mission to, to get bigger and I did. I succeeded. So I succeeded. Wow. Okay. So how did you do it? Like, how did you get out of your own way? Well, with all of that. You know, that's a great point because I think a lot of people that I coach and mentor, they are the obstacle. So they're, 
you know, they have a tough time getting out of their own way, or they actually sometimes attempt to hit the same potholes because it's an excuse. For me, there was that internal fire. You talked about the external, the internal. To me, there was an internal fire that I wanted to see how good I could actually be mm. if I truly applied myself. You know, I never applied myself before, all out. And see, here's the fear, Kim. If we apply ourselves in life and we come up short, we have nowhere else to look but our mirror. And so, so many people avoid those choices because they don't want to fail and they don't want to fail themselves. That's number one, is you have to have the inter that internal burn and desire. It's a fire of pain. And then I had, you know, the Ferrari stuck up on my desk, a picture of that, picture of a house in California. And so those are my external motivators, mm -hmm. external motivators, along with the intrinsic fire that I had to make a change. Ooh, I love it. How long did it take you? I think transformation is something that I, I undergo every day and, yeah. and not to sound like I'm schizophrenic with it, but, but I'm trying to change myself every day in terms of transformation and I'm never resting on success or what I think is good enough. And so it's, it's been a process, but that initial, yeah. that initial pain came from, I didn't want to do this. And I would encourage your listeners to think about this. I didn't want that one word that I fear most to be a part of my life on my tombstone. That's regret. No, I didn't want to live the pain of regret. So I played it forward and said, if you don't do these things now, you run the risk of regretting this at a time and place where you can't do anything to change the outcome. Now is the time. And that got me up off my butt and it got me, it, it just changed my entire, I wanted to change my image. I wanted to get in shape. And I wanted to start making a difference for people's, uh, for p other people. And that's really my motivator. Wow. Okay. So, cause I know this happened to me, but was there ever a time that you just wanted to quit? Like where it was a total, like in your mind failure and you and I have talked about failure and we don't really believe in that. But at that time, was there ever that moment where you almost gave up? About, about 15 minutes ago. First time I, really, I intimidated you that much. What? I just wanted to, I just wanted to pull the plug. And then I heard all the nice things you were saying about me. And I thought, Oh, I can't quit. Uh, you, you know, that? it was a positive reinforcement. Uh, you know, you, changed to be you, here. You no, know, I, I was looking forward to that. I've been looking forward to this since I got booked. You know, there's, it's not quit. And I never thought about quitting, but there are down times when it's really tough sometimes to get up. It's tough to roll out of bed. And that, I think that's true for everybody. And those are the times and those are the things that we have to overcome. Those are the times when we have to put our foot forward, when we have to keep present in our mind where we want to go. And I think we have to look back and say, this is where I came from and use that as part of the furnace, the fuel to keep moving forward. Well, there's times when you just feel like, is it really worth it? And then you, you, you know, for me, I look and I think about the people, I think about what I have to do next and the people whose lives I can change and I just get moving. You know, I love that you said that, you know, that staying present. I was talking to my client the other day and she was so defeated because she finally got motivated to go out. She's single and she just has been kind of in her house for years, she finally got motivated to get all dressed up. She found a couple, you know, lady friends to go out with. She was feeling so good and so confident. And I was so proud of her. And she had amazing wins. But this one woman, this one woman that she met made a comment to her that completely defeated her. 
And it actually overcame the whole experience. And so she had said, you know, no guy's going to approach you looking like that, meaning her body language. Mm -hmm. And she was devastated because here she thought she was, you know, really putting herself out there. And so I said to her exactly like kind of what you're indicating. I said, why are you focusing on the one thing that was not you know, something that was felt good, but you had a lot of wins. Can we just name all the wins here? And she named them on the piece of paper and she came up with 10. I said, okay, now put down on the, in the second column, your challenges. The only challenge was this one woman's comment. I said, why are you letting that woman, that one comment bring you down when you had so many wins? And she just kind of paused. She's like, you're right. When I see it on paper, it's ridiculous. And so I love that you said that, you know, staying present is so huge because there's so many things that can bring you down. Well, you know, you're, you're right. And the other thing is this, we are a composite of the stories we tell ourselves. And a lot of those yes. stories, you know, a lot of those stories we, we get from the external. Kim, I'll, I'll give you something for the audience too as well, is that I coach, I coach people that if you're going to let yourself be subject to the whims, to the caprice, to the, to the opinions of the external, your, your emotional well-being is going to go up and down dependent upon what others think or say. Mm. You've got to find it within yourself to build your own self-image, your own self-worth, and your own substance. And that's all part of your style. So that's really where I'm coaching people. It's almost like being a puppet. They'll keep, unless you know you have the power to cut the string, you're always going to be dancing to what other people want you to dance to. That's where you find the inner strength to say, no, no, I'm going to be myself and I'm going to do this my way. Almost like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I love it. The dance. Well, you know, the thing is, what is really important about what you said, I think it's so extremely hard to do to turn off that noise, especially today with social media. I am finding that people are comparing themselves to others. They're looking at other people's stories and how happy everybody is and why their life is so miserable that it's making it so difficult to just turn that off. So I want to know, like, how... Are there tips that you would give people to kind of supercharge their motivation and change their mindset, especially when it comes to like dating? Because a lot of my listeners are single. Well, I think the most important thing with dating is this, is you don't want to prejudice or work against your present by bringing your past to the same dinner table. And, and this is what yeah. I mean. You know, think about this. Sometimes if you're on a date, and your date is stuck in the past, bad relationships, we, we've all had them, uh, good, bad, indifferent, but they're bringing up those past things and they're looking for them in you. You're all, you know, you're, you're looking for that, so you're always bringing up the past or you're looking to the past and it's like inviting 10, 11, 12 people to dinner. It's not the two of you. It's, <laughs> it, it goes, so you're actually ruining any future. You're, you're shutting down the present because you're living in the past. Now, it's easy to say that, but the hardest part is once you're aware is that you have to choose your life as a choice to be present as much as you can right now, enjoying the company of another for their company, not for the expectation of what you want from it other than to get to know them as a person. And once you stay there and don't go back and say, you know, this isn't Joe, this isn't, this isn't Sally, this isn't Susie or Tom, this isn't another person. Let's get to know them as a person and try to suspend our judgment of what we expect to see, what we want to see, and see 
and enjoy what is. Oh, that's so, I mean, amen. <laughs> Everything you say, I want to say amen after that. That is so great. And what, what's another tip would you give? So, you know, don't bring the past to the dinner table. Love that. What else? I'm saying this. I think you got to bring your best. You got to bring your best, not only, not only in your style, but you've got to have a substance that your best is this. Do you have a caring feel for another person? And can you listen? So many of us want to talk about ourselves. And one of the ways that, that as you've learned as well, to get people to like you is to let them talk about themselves. And so we've got to be very careful that we're bringing our best foot forward, not guarding what we say so much now. We've got to be real. But I think for me, it's the reinvention of meeting someone new, of dressing your very best, and, and really being on point for the occasion, you know, and just being as authentic within within the boundaries of social decorum, where you're polite, you're, you know, and, and men, I would suggest pick up the check, by the way. And you, you, right. you open, the door, <laughs> open the door and stand on the traffic side of the street. Now, those are some tips for men right there. And women, if they're not doing that, mm, there's, a, there's a flag going up. Man should be, they should be buying, they should be opening doors, and they should be walking on the traffic side. Oh my God. Can you come back and do a whole podcast on that, please? Oh, heck, heck yes. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing for, here's the thing for the women in your audience. Yeah. As soon as you let that slide, because maybe they're great looking and maybe they have this, you're going to start to let a lot of other things slide. Those basic manners and basic levels of chivalry, if they cannot die, all right, those women love that because it's a whole level of appreciation for the human form, for the woman as a person, and it just makes sense, guys. Do it. Okay, can I just then speak to the women since you're kind of like lecturing the guys? I'm going to lecture the women here. Ladies, let them. Period. Amen. Let them. Amen. They want to serve you. They Amen. want to they want to do these things for you. Yes, we let, let know. Us right? Let like us we them. know that you look, ladies, we know that you're independent, that you could do all those things that the guys can do for you, but that is not the point. Yes. You're, you're right. Right. Oh, no. And, and you know, the other thing is this, and I think we, you probably get into this in many of your podcasts, is that we often see as people what we choose to see, and then we disregard the rest. Uh, we've got to be very careful that, and I think the most important thing this speaks to is values. So if a person's values are consistent or in alignment with yours, then we have a basis of understanding what trust, where trust is built. Because only the fool will grant trust blindly. It has to be earned through consistent performance. So see what is, don't give breaks on values. It's right, it's black, it's white, there is no gray. Gray attra attracts uh, divorce attorneys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, what is an example of that? Because I like what you said, and I know what you're saying, but I can, I can see some listeners a little bit confused about what that consistency might look like in order to gain that trust. It's got to be a consistency and an alignment with what you say uh, and, what, and what you do. Yes. What you say and what you do. And here's the biggest important part since we're on the restaurant theme. Mm -hmm. The quality of a person's character can be assessed by how they interact with those people who can't do anything for them. <laughs> yes. That's, uh. that's how they're going to treat you at some point. So respect 
and self-respect, women, guys, is the non-negotiable. The only person that can give away your self-respect is you. You cannot give away your self-respect, and as soon as you start negotiating against your values, you will end up losing. Yeah, and you know, a lot of what you're saying, and, and this is why I, I so cherish it, is that it's very empowering knowing that you have control of your own destiny, that all of the things that you're talking about have to do with you. It, it, this is nothing outside yourself or what a guy can do for you or a woman can do for you, or like in my case, my mom. It was, it was me. It's, it's all of you listening. And, and that's empowering because I, I hear this a lot. Like clients will get on the phone and they'll blame the town they live in, or they'll, you know, they'll blame, I'm single because, you know, they'll have a million stories going on, but really you're the common denominator. But what's great about it is that you can create that change. You can motivate yourself for that. You know, Kim, there's a lot of causes today. Mm -hmm. And the first cause you have to champion is your own. You have to champion your own cause. You have to be, you have to understand that your past is a condition. It's something that you have to understand for what it is. You have to be able to accept it uh, at the ultimate, forgive it and understand it and move forward. Or you'll always be dragging those skeletons from your past into your present, foreclosing your future. Yeah. Uh, I know. It's so true. How do you think, I mean, do you have any tips? around how to conquer that negativity that people get in, you know, when they get into that place where I can't change, there's no way. I mean, it's easy for you, but I can't do it. Well, it, this is small steps of Ethiopian Proverbs and the Ethiopian proverb is how do you eat an elephant? And it's one bite at a time. The first thing I would do is to surround myself with positive people. You know, Jim Rohn was a motivational speaker who said, you are the average of the five people you associate with most. If you listen to your friends, you can tell if they have a positive slant, if they, if they look for the future in a, in, in, a, in a positive way, or if they're always looking at the downside. And sometimes you have to really kind of thin out your herd to get those people who are, have a positive orientation, who will work with you to say, you know, look at this, look at this. And then it's a choice because some people love being victims, to be honest with you. And yeah. really got to get out of the victim mentality and say, I'm going to be a champion I'm going to surround myself with champions and I'm going to make for a better life. Choose life over existence. It's so true. I mean, like attracts like. And, yes. you know, a lot of times when I'm working with my clients, this happens all the time. There, there are friendships that kind of fall by the wayside or there'll be like friends that get mad at these clients who are changing. Why? Because they liked them better as the victim. They liked them better when they were you know, easily controlled. And so I, what I tell people is pay attention to that. I said, that's a good thing. That means you're changing. That means you're, you're doing something good because you're weeding out the unhealthy or lopsided relationships. So yeah, I love, love that. That's a great way of getting out of that negativity. Um, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you can feel the emotional bandwidth of a person. You can feel the positivity or the yeah. negativity. If you choose to allow people to drain your emotional capacity, you won't have enough for the important for the important people in your life. And it starts with that person in your mirror. You. You can't get the balance of happiness if you're always giving away your emotional capacity to those people who will take it and abuse it. They don't appreciate it. They just want to suck it off you. Nah, yeah. I've been through it. I've been through it for years. It's it's an experience. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it, it is. And bloodsuckers, they'll just, they will, and they'll suck vampires. the life out of you. Vampires, yes. The emotional vampires. Mm -hmm. <laughs> totally. Do you feel like there's a difference in genders and the way that like people get motivated? I always wondered that. I, you know, I don't know. I think drive is drive. I think there's mm -hmm. a difference in how we go after it as man and maybe how we approach it as woman. But I mm -hmm. think that we have a, sometimes as men, we have a more uh, directed bang our head against the table and see if the table breaks approach. We're, <laughs> we're, 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 no, and a lot of the women who get ahead and thrive in my company and I've seen in business through 23 years, those people who thrive, uh, women or men, find creative ways to listen find ways to connect to the heart, find ways to then influence the mind by connecting to the heart. It's not being soft, it's listening and caring about people. And sometimes as guys, we're so solipsistic or we care more about ourselves and how we're gonna bang through a problem and, and not be wrong, where women are, I think, are more vulnerable in being wrong and learning and embracing and accepting. Although we try to kill each other sometimes. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say, like, what are our strengths are also our weaknesses, right? Because I was thinking about that as you were talking. So I think, you know, women, we can learn a lot from men, how they can just kind of focus and not get emotionally attached or involved because I think that gets the best of us. And men, I think you could use a little emotion, a little feeling based, you know, kind of thing to relate to people and to connect in, in the way that you motivate. So, yeah. You know, you know, this is the thing, Kim, I want to say about, about fear is man, for the most part, man will fear woman. It's men who wrote the contracts. It's men who wrote the contracts on marriage. It's men who wrote the contract. It's the guy with the pen because they fear the fire and the positive and the passion of women. We fear so sometimes we have those ceilings that are glass and we have those floors that are sticky because we fear putting women in positions of power because they'll show us to be less than we are. And oh, that, is that what it is? We, yes, we, feel, we don't want to be exposed as the emperor with no clothes. And I don't mean to say that in a sexual way. But why? Because, why? Okay, because why is that? We're going to show up looking less than to ourselves and to our peers and we have to, be, we have to feel dominant. I'm not talking about me. Uh, but we have to feel as, as, as men. No, because I've opened up the doors to say, I think 23 mm -hmm. years ago, I think women overall to me are, are the brighter and the more capable and the more prone to loyalty if we do these certain things. And I changed the dynamic of this entire company by doing that. And I think that's the thing that you don't see in many mainstream businesses is that that's that owner who wants to be in control, who wants to feel like he's invaluable, who wants to feel like he's the only one that can answer problems, surrounds himself with peers and is a bunch of yes people, and it limits the growth of the company. We've got to seek not only diversity, but we got to put the best people forward. And that's, that's the way forward in business. Uh, yes, and to not look at it as, you know, competition or, you know, just how can we right. empower ourselves, better each other, where we're more on equal ground. And, and right. that's awesome. Awesome. Right. Uh, Bill, I could talk to you forever. Honestly, I have to have you back for sure. I maybe do a little lesson for the men on chivalry like that. Really? I think the ladies would love that. I'd give you a bunch of them. <laughs> Great. Well, I just want to summarize because you had so many amazing tips, um, but especially for the singles, you know, don't bring the past to the dinner table. I love that. You know, mm -hmm. that's where people shut down the present. Mm -hmm. Bring your best forward with the way you dress, the way you show up and care 
feel, listen, but also, and I'll throw this in, share things about yourself. That's the authenticity. That's the vulnerability that makes you real, that people connect with you on. And then finally, be consistent with your values because that builds trust. Mean what you say, say what you mean. And so I, I love all that. And, and to debunk all this negativity that's in your head, if you feel like you can't show up as your best and attract that person in your life to associate with yourself, with other people who are doing it well, who, you know, bring you up, that lift you up. If you're out, ladies, if you're out with a bunch of negative Nellies at a bar and you're cackling in the corner saying how much men suck, guess what? <laughs> no guy's going to approach you because you have made that to be true. Yep. Instead, surround yourself with positive women who are fun, uplifting, where you can just, you know, kind of shine. And, and, and that's really what attracts people to people. And guys better get this. When it really is ladies night out and they really don't want encroachment by men, don't take it personal. They really don't want you to come up to them. <laughs> you gotta be able to read some language and if you have me on again right. i'll give you my four pillars of really how to make relationships work and how they house those important values in in between so there's my tease for you Ooh, i love the foreshadowing or the foreplay i should say in this in this instance <laughs> right i love it thanks for joining me today bill this has been Thank the charisma you. quotient i am your host kim seltzer and remember you can build confidence make connections and find love from the outside in and if you want to know what archetype you are make sure you go to my site seltzerstyle.com and see what challenges you are having when you're out and about in those bars. And if you want to know more, make sure that you sign up for a free breakthrough session with me. And I will provide a click for that. And you can find out about my new Love Makeover Bootcamp. So stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. <laughs>